I thought you bring it in. You want to bring it in? <laughs> <laughs> Leave, it. Leave this in here. Yeah, that's there right there. That's yeah. there right there. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. I am Titus. That is friends. Let's talk better rappers in the building. You know what I'm saying? This is like our first audio podcast we've done. That's kind of crazy. Long time. Right. Long time. It's kind of crazy. It's been a busy three days in battle rap, man. Um, Monday or Sunday, you had the Murder Mook press conference. You know what I'm saying? You got asked the question. Question of the year. Question of the decade. Yeah. And you did the right thing by not answering. I was saying, I don't care what they say. You did the right thing. Not answering that question. I mean, we we shot free the wave. You know what I'm saying? Free. I don't know how you can scream free the wave and then want to answer that question on camera. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> uh, then what? Tuesday was that yesterday? That the that the the dreaded the dreaded list dropped. The top fifty dropped. Shout out to Justin Hunt. Shout out Justin Hunt, aka the company man. Facts. Those 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 that might not be familiar, I just want to say this. Justin Hunt is not an outsider, guys, okay? This is the man that created BattleRap.com that's under the Hip Hop DX umbrella. So before there was an LTBR and there were people trying to be professional and write editorials and cover battle roles like this, it was Justin, all right? And it's because he's an award-winning journalist. He has his roots deep in hip hop. Go check out his, his breakdown segments on Hip Hop DX. All of them are amazing content. And I'm happy he did this because... He created the dialogue that's very much needed, and it's time for us to fill in the gaps and put in the structure of what is needed. You feel me? Facts, facts. Uh, salute to everybody, man. Salute to all the media that's holding it down because a lot of a lot of truths got told uh, the last couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Henny man. What he said in his video. Uh, shout out London Jen. Shout shout to better rappers too. Like, but it's it was interesting, man. Um, this is always funny to me because. Friends, you be talking about this all the time. Like we're basketball fans, they make lists to make people mad. That's what they do. The acronym for list, I can't take all the credit for this. Shout out to my guy Andre over at Rolling Stone, and, uh, and for those that know me, he's, he's a bad rap writer. Well, not bad rap writer, but he writes about bad rap at Complex. Um, he used to, and now he's at Rolling Stone. But I'm stealing this from him. See, I, Andre, I could have stole it, Andre. I'm giving you credit. <laughs> but he said list stands for let's intentionally start trouble. That's re- that's a great that's a great acronym. That's what they do. That's an amazing acronym. I should have stole it, right? I should have right. stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, like every year, bro, the, uh, ESPN drops that NBA top one, that NBA list, like they rank every player in the league, mm-hmm. and all it does is get people mad. It's like they do this every year to have first get first take some content in the summer because there's nothing to talk about. Why do y'all fall for this? But I love when they fall forward because the conversation is always funny. Sometimes you get meltdowns and then you get a lot of laughs. But like, what's so weird about this list, friends, that we've been talking and it's like, there may be like five names that were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Out of of 50. In all honesty, I can easily say 40 of these names are correct. Easily. Like, without a doubt. And for me, my own personal list, like, I would have 42 of these names. So if I'm agreeing with 80% of the list, is it really a bad list? Is right. Really a right. List? Or is it a list with just a slight disconnect where we can have the dialogue as to what's the other 20%? Right. Right. Exactly. And shout out to Verb because Verb did actually mention that in the space the other day. He was like, he only missed on like seven of these, but you know, like Verb even said that. It's like, so why are we having this three hour space about it? It's seven people missing. Like, yeah. <laughs> we all have a 20 for like, for like, uh, 
for, uh, the whole day. And what was fun was when Justin Hunt went in space. Shout out to them for going into space. Shout out to the media for holding down the suite, by the way. You you told Mook to his face he was losing. Uh, Justin Hunt went in space and held his list down. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all was under pressure. Y'all didn't fold because, you know, real niggas don't fold. <laughs> uh, but Justin was like, Justin Hunt was in space like, well, who would y'all, who would y'all take off the list? Like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Well, somebody got to come off the list if somebody should be on. If it's, it's 50. You got to yeah. pull somebody off the list to replace somebody, bro. Y'all can't, y'all can't have it both ways with somebody who deserves to be on the list that don't want to talk about who needs to be off the list. You know how ladies, like, when they're feeling a guy and they're texting them, they'd be like, it's always what you're doing and never, when you going to take me out to dinner? <laughs> when it comes to these lists, it's always, oh, look who's missing. And it's never, well, who's coming off? That's <laughs> real, though. That's yeah. real. Nobody wants to have that conversation. Everybody wants to just say who should have been on, but not talk about who shouldn't, who doesn't deserve to be there. Because that will take things away from people. And it's always weird and funny how that works. And maybe that's just but, a human, maybe that's just a societal yeah. human trait of ours, that instead of rushing to alternatives for solution, we rush to the issue instead of like, right. all right, let's, what exactly needs to be done so that we can feel better about this decision or this outcome or this result. And, and I, again, like we said, at least 40 of these names are right. And in my opinion, I, I gathered a consensus of all the names that are snubbed. We can go down these names and we can yeah. talk about who we thought was really snubbed. E-Heart, Reed Dollars, Enes, B-Magic, Big T, Miss Hustle, Real Deal, Quest McCody. This name was not mentioned on the timeline, but I'm going to insert this name myself, Okay. His I name don't. is Jin, all right? Jin, in my mm. opinion, is snubbed in regards to what this list is uh, built for. Jin's a good one. You know what I'm saying? That's a really good one. Um, off the top of your head, Titus, do you remember anybody that you were, like, removed from this list? Because I have it in front of me. Oh, yeah, Daylight. Hey, listen, I'm not mad at that. I don't, I just feel like, like, I understand how good he is when he raps, but it's like, how many examples of him actually rapping do we have? Listen, there's some people that feel that way about his career where it's like his career is monumental for all things outside of art. But then when he actually tries to focus on art, it's really fucking good. So does it compensate for all those moments? Like, so for some people, yes, for some people, no, but he's unforgettable. So I, I can understand why they would revere him in a list where like you, these are names you have to remember. These are names you can't tell the story of battle rap without. Yeah, yeah, it's it's confused because like every highlight of him rapping, I was like, this, yeah, this was incredible. And I think about the, three years span where it was just him doing nonsense in every league at every location with like a good battle sprinkled in between there and it's like yo this it's so much it's like a fighter who had like they won the belt for a little bit they finished with a losing record so yeah eh, how much did you really do yeah (laughs) like are you a hall of famer nah you you had a moment you had a moment they has moments sprinkled around a bunch of losses so many losses some names all for for me. Uh, I love A Ward. I'm glad he um, got some shine off of this. That's my man's hundred grand. Um, I can't call you one of the greatest fifty battle rappers ever. Maybe in five years I could. Right, right. a little young. The same applies for Easy. Like I just feel like they're yeah, still in their so... prime. They're still building. A lot of the other names that are in. I mean, almost every other name in here for the most part, except yeah. Body, who's like an exception. Right. Is, they're cemented. You know what I mean? Yeah, Easy. You know, Easy and A-Ward feel like when they put Shaq on that top 50 all-time list in the NBA before he had done much. Yeah, it was like, like a projection. It, it, it like ended up aging well, but it just, it was too soon. Right, right. 
it was way too early, but it's like, I, I guess, but it definitely was a, was a, it definitely was like more of a projection than a current fact. And, and that's one thing people forget about lists, right? When we have this emotional response to it in real time, but we forget that it now becomes etched in stone. So five years from now, we're going to look back at this list. And if easy ends up going to two more gnomes and two more summer madnesses and becomes the only other battle rapper next to Tay Rock and Geechee to have that many consecutive trips or has more, uh, main events that like and starts to match records with like really legendary guys it'll make sense that he's there what if a ward continues his spree of acquiring names away from url like then it'll make sense but right now it just feels like it's too soon yeah yeah that's what i am and i feel like those are the only ones that i'm like yeah i don't get how he made it it wasn't too many that i felt like shouldn't didn't have a, didn't have it there's something you can make a case for whether you think it should be up there or not you can make the case for them being on the list you know what i'm saying i think even we had the bk conversation right and it's yeah. like BK's interesting. BK's resume is kind of crazy when you really look at it. Like the resume is pretty insane. He, there's basically not a name missing from his resume. Let me ask you about two names. Yeah. What do you think of T Top in this list and Av on this list? I can see a case for T Top because yeah. the run he had on um, UFF, like he really established something in that moment and we all remember how, how i was watching him on uff because he dominated like he really dominated him and chess was a great battle but he did he was smoking shit like coming out the gate when he got the url you know what i'm saying he was really on fire even from his pg and they came in hype him and Briss came in hype prospects and they really lived up to every piece of it and it didn't take too long it really didn't take long for them to live up to all the expectations so i definitely get i see i can see a case of t-top being on the list because t-top was dominant he doesn't have too many bad showings realistically um and just the reason they put on for, you know what I'm saying? I really knew they battle rapping in North Carolina. <laughs> he came on. I would keep T-Top just because of his, like, you start to see all the wins he has, the tournament yeah. wins, UFF, the tournaments prior to getting on URL. He's got 16 million view battles on the league. You know what I'm saying? He has main events, like main event against Surf, uh, main events against Charlie Clips, main event against Gichigati, main event against Mike P. You know right. what I mean? The, the, Math was main event too, right? math was a math too you know like so like it the man is the man is very decorated you know right. what i mean the man is very very decorated i think um he has a unique style obviously the storytelling style that he comes with is like he's not punch heavy and yet he's able to entertain to the capacity that he does and i think he also aged very well in the app era as well like during that year during that run during caffeine even though he had a little four battle losing streak between uh dot easy coffee and uh one more one more he lost in that in that stretch and jack boy yeah yeah all four of those were battle of the night <laughs> it's so, a lot. so that, a lot. yeah man like at one point he was consistently having battle of the night you know what i'm saying arguably had one of the best rounds last year arguably also had one of the biggest bodies last year has been able to put up all url rounds the last couple of years like t-top is that caliber of a guy that i have no problem with him staying there. And Av, while I feel like Av is like, obviously if I had to rank all-time punchers, he probably could be third at most on my list, right? Right, like yeah. Some people. He's definitely within the top four, so I can see a world where it's like, well, he's the fourth best puncher. But right. at that point, it's like, the fourth best? Like, do we do we need him if we don't have magic? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I, like, I'm glad I've said himself, I've said on Three Letter Man, he's like, I would bow out to put magic on this list. And that's how I feel. Like, yeah. No disrespect to have, I just feel like you don't have the like, standard. Yeah, like like magic, like 
conceded obviously is the godfather of what like pure punches were at a time at a very slow pace one two three four punch setup b magic is the original every fucking bar right b magic and slightly k shine are like the original chain punches so like i don't feel like there's an evolution of like punching you don't have b magic in it yeah yeah magic magic feels glaring to me in that situation with yeah av and no magic's like av and nitty i mean magic and nitty got are like guarantees to be up there and then we'll figure out the rest of the punches you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like because like you said fourth best is like yeah the top three have a strong case and magic evolved every magic evolved it um con i mean magic evolved it nitty took it somewhere in the outer space that we can't get it back <laughs> but and av is great but yeah I, I don't think av would be up there for me as good as as much as I love Av, um, I just wouldn't. I couldn't put him up there above them either. Yeah, not not without Magic on the list. Yeah, man, I, I feel that same way. I feel that same way. A um, couple of names that I also really feel like should have been on here. You know, uh, I know Big T's decline. Uh, if you look at the app numbers and over the last couple of years, have been abysmal. But right. there is no doubt of what he was at his peak. And I personally feel like at his peak, he's better than a lot of names on this list. You know, I, I mean? agree with that. So Big T's one. Obviously, we just agreed on Magic. Yeah. Um, read of Rick course and Enes, those two like I feel like both of them should be there but it might only be slot one a pick for one I'm curious mm. where are you going I'm going to read because I feel like Reed's transitioned really well and markedly improved and had real success in this era like Enes hasn't had hasn't been unsuccessful but Reed's success has been different like he's been on some multiple summer madnesses he got a win on some madness um he had a classic in a small room with chess He's kind of he's transitioned pretty well. He's got some showings that were bad, like the Mook showing is also bad on his part. He got away with it, but um, he also wasn't good in that battle. But that you way saw the that way with his whole RB run, and, I, and I'll never yeah, let that go on turn. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's been interesting. But yeah, I think I think you can't have this without Reed because I mean Reed is Reed is responsible for a lot. Gotti said Reed is his biggest influence. You know what I'm saying? That's the West Coast dude. So Reed's reach is far, far and wide. So I do feel like he's got to be on. He should be on this for sure. That if I had to pick round, one him or Enes, I'd pick Reed. That one round where Vess's, you know, Vess's enamel kill with a shoulder right. tube resin, like that round lives forever. Yes. Like, if we had a museum of like <laughs> of NFTs that we can scan with our phones and listen to <laughs> rounds, <laughs> Reed Dollars' round is in the Hall of Fame. Like that's a Hall of Fame round that's that transcended over time, has aged gracefully. And damn near 20 years later, you can watch it and still probably get goosebumps. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, Reed's Reed's glaring to me. Um, yeah, Reed was glaring to me. I'm glad Sirius Jones got on the list because I feel like people don't appreciate Sirius Jones enough. Like the battles might not be the best, but he don't have a lot of losses on that resume. Not at all. Not like, he transitioned all. pretty well, and I think that goes a long way into making the top in the, into um legacy and making the top fifty. Is that how well do you transition? Transition better a lot of vets. I think I thought Big T was interesting because I feel like um. Big T at Big T's peak, like I said, he's one of the most dangerous battles we've ever seen. Facts. Um, but it also feels like if you want to make the case from not being on the list, maybe it's because his peak was short, right? Mm-hmm. Like, would that be what it wasn't a long run? And I'm asking, like, would that, would that be the case against them, maybe? Yeah, oh, and also, I, I'm just wondering how much is like the, the drop off of your career affecting you too, because it feels like Magic and him have had like some of the biggest drop offs we can remember. Right, either them on this list, so I'm wondering how much did that affect their placement in history. But I don't know. I just I think of Big T's like like what he did to Hitman Hollow, right? And like he went toe to toe with an amazing Hollow. The classic was Surf, uh, you know, for main event Gnome against Charlie Clips. 
he's got some under the belt. He's got a lot of yeah. I'll, I'll say that to people like this much: don't let the last three, four years of Big T be the full definition of who he is, because the first four or five years of his career, the man was just the man just took off, and not yeah. just on URL too, also on King of the Dot as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, w- I really wanted to ask that because I was wondering the case against him. And that's the only thing I could think of was maybe the run didn't feel long enough. That's the only thing I could think of um, for him. But yeah, it's this list isn't bad, man. This, this is not worth all this. But do we want to get more names? Do we want to get into the, the media battler aspect of this? Because that was what I found fascinating. La- the last two names for the ladies, okay. E-Hard and Hustle, we can combine it as one. I feel like, all right, Miss Hustle strikes me as a person that if she was on this list, she had no problem promoting this. You know what I mean? And of course, I'm pretty sure anybody will feel that way. If they're on the list, sure. not upset, they're not on it, they're angry. That's human nature. I have no problem with that. And people, the first thing people will say is she's the first female to ever battle on URL, her and E Heart. And right. is that single accolade alone enough to be on this list? Maybe it could for some, you know what I'm saying? But all I'm saying is once you stop to see all the names of how decorated people are and you start to put things on paper, you just have to stop to ask yourself, is this one accolade and other things that she's accomplished along the way because of the doors this open? Was mm-hmm. it enough? Because she had a really long break from battle rap. She didn't battle for, I think, what, like four years? 2015, yeah. 2019, had like a four-year layover. And I would really say that it's as of lately that like she's like been able to like up her career, right? Some of these caffeine battles, um, the verb win, the main events at Chrome. Because prior to that, like it wasn't like a year ago that she didn't have a single million view battle. You know what I'm saying? The few main event battles she had, respectfully, in my opinion, were losses like 40, like like QB, like Misfit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the jazz battle, obviously, we know that the choke got edited out there. Yeah. You know what I'm so I never even felt like in her URL run, besides the official battle, like there was a clear win there. But if we're just going to strictly go off first lady off URL, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get E Hart's body of work is far more extensive than, uh, than Miss Hustle's, like, because mm. during the early years, like Miss Hustle only had a few Queen of the Ring battles. I think only two, I think only three to be exact. She might have the first one person to Jenna with O'Red. That's one round. Right. And obviously misfitting QB. But before that, like there wasn't that many. And then you look at Ehart, like, man, Ehart's Queen of the Ring resume. Just listen to this. She has Misfit, Shana Ashley, Gaddis, C3, 40 bars, unique. And obviously the famous Lady Trees, the infamous battle that kind of set everything off. And that's already three times the amount of battles they also has on Queen of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't right. include, obviously, what she's done on URL. Also, the first battle with Hustle and then the battle with Jazz. And she's got battles on RBE. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, a lot of R&B battles. She's on the Snoop Dogg card. You're like, she obviously has one of the best battles of the year last year with First Lady Flames. Like, if anything, if I had to choose between one of those two, I'm picking Hard over Hustle. Mm, okay, okay, okay. You made the case. You made you made strong. I mean, it's a strong case for both. But like, I think with Hustle, we always talk about the rings aspect of things, and any she does have the. Any, any surprise of picking somebody over Hustle? No, right? No, it's not not at all. Um, I, I made like, a good case. I right. You did make a good case. You didn't make a good case. Uh, I think we talk about these rings when it comes to some Madison Gnomes, and Hustle does have one of each of those. Yeah, two of those. Yeah, she has one of each of those. She's done some madness, been on her own. Um, E Hart was technically on a summer madness, but we don't want to, we know how that went. Yeah, new, new rule. If, if new rule, if you have a battle where you forfeit, we can't count the highlights in that battle. All right, all right. 
so so she's so you know that one, that one under the belt, but she does. they don't really do much for it. That one don't, don't really add to the case. Yeah. Uh, um, she got that. Yes, she had the first indigenda battle, which I'm which was a moment at the time. Um, she had the jazz battle. She got the Gaddis battle, which people you know like it. People said it was great, but it was interesting. Uh, right at the moment, it felt at the moment it felt great. Then we watched it on cam, so it didn't feel the same. But it's still a moment. Like she has a known menace of madness. Um, two some madnesses and one known, right? Yeah, yeah. So like those, those. If you want those come into play, then I think that's her top fifty case right there. That she's trans, she crossed over to rocking an actual some madness stage. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. I, I'm just a little hypercritical of I've always happened, but I really would probably edge her on the list. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying is to the people, just keep an open mind when you start to put everybody's accomplishments on paper. You'll start right. to be like, wait a minute, like hold on, like. You know, before we go to the media section, like I was having this yeah. conversation earlier with some of our media peers, and I'm like, I'm not saying goods comes off this list, but what makes him a lock to be on this list? Because if you remove Summer Impact, he's never been on Summer Madness. Yeah. And yeah. then something like that, you go, wait a minute, he's that's never pretty crazy. Been on Summer Madness, that's crazy. That's pretty wild. Yeah, he's more of a he's like a gnome guy, right? He has what? Yeah, he got, he got a bunch of gnomes, and obviously yeah. lines and error. I'm not, again, I'm not saying you take goods off. Yeah, yeah, but, if, but you have good. to ask the question like, what makes him a lock? Yeah. Put, when, once you put his list up, so to compare his list to other people, and you're like, hold on, somebody like, you know, let me pull some names here. Somebody like Sharon is actually on paper more decorated than goods. I'm not saying I'm not putting them in order. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like what they've accomplished. And obviously, goods isn't as, as active as a lot of guys, so he's not going to have those things. But he also has a peer of people that have the same level of activity as him: Calico, Surf. You know, what I'm saying Conceited. A couple, a couple other guys that are in that ballpark of the same amount of battles, and yet they have so much more. Right. Yeah. That's that's a good point. With goods, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, there is a. There definitely is a case you you could take this off. If you had to take lines and Eric got off, you can make the case that this comes off. Hey, all yeah. I'm saying is, look, maybe maybe we can put a nice little accolade sheet to everybody's stuff. When I say accolade sheet, I don't mean wins and losses. That's subjective. Uh, impact is also narrative based. But if you just put accomplishments, milestones, million view battles, headliners. You'll start to see like a lot of stars and badges on some names and very few on some others. And you'll yeah. be like, oh, hold on. This person was very impactful, but like you start to see a big gap. Like I remember when we were talking about chess on Summer Madness, we're like, hold on, chess on Summer Madness more times than like Verb. <laughs> you know, right. like, hope. He's been on Summer Madness more times than Surf. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and surf, you know, I screwed the wave, but I love when Surf is always like, JC's never, when have you ever seen JC head on Summer Madness? Right, this was your first one too. Right, right. Thirteen years in, this is actually your first summer madness too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always funny to see guys like do that with numbers. Because then surf also be like, yeah, I'm, an, I'm more of a known baby. It's like, yes. Why you haven't? That means headline summer madness headline. It's okay though. But, oh, but yeah. what the media's response to this? The media. This has been interesting because I feel like the media. Well, first off, shout out to Quest McCody. I respect Quest McCody a lot, but um. He was in the space. I think you heard him in the space. Made comments like, Absolutely. "Our media, our media has to step up and and do things like this for us and be in these spaces." Um, one, I think there was a kind of misunderstanding on how articles at these big websites work because mm-hmm. it's not no one can just submit an article to BET that didn't work for BET and get the article. That's not how that works. 
Right. You know, um, because he was kind of you know what I'm saying, like, oh, just you got y'all got to submit your articles to these websites. That's not really how that works on major publications. You're not just gonna submit an article and they don't know you, but who is who is this person sending me an email? Why do I why should I care about this? That's pretty much what's gonna happen. Um, for one. And two, it's like we have an entire website, not to you know, self-aggrandize or anything, but like we have an entire website. You pay a lot of money for that domain. Go ahead and plug That's that thing. <laughs> Let's talk battlerap.com, where we have maybe one critical article that even had a positive spin on it. We do a lot of positive pieces and a lot of analytical pieces and contextualizing battle rap. But the only battlers who retweet and look at that are the battlers who are involved in it. Um, no one else, like, it's no, you don't see a lot of battlers who aren't directly in an article, sharing an article, reading an article, leaving feedback on an article. Um, it's mainly just the guys who are in the article. So it's like, y'all aren't really helping us either in the grand scheme of things because you have media that are doing these things and would do more of these things. But it's got to be a two-way street when it comes to support too. Because like, they talk about how we don't bring them down. We bring them down. We don't speak up enough. But it's like, yo, man, when we do, you're not really here for it. And when there's a champion of the year, and a, a woman of the year, y'all get just mad at us as you did at Justin. Champion of the year had spaces going for two months after it. Wody had champion had uh, panel had spaces going for a month after it. Like no matter what, whether it's our your our bad rap media or outsiders, quote perceived outsiders, like we said, Hutton, Justin Hutton isn't an outsider. The reaction is the same. So like, what, what I don't understand. So it's like y'all just want to be. It's, it's like it comes off y'all just want to be mad and be bothered. No, look, like like we said earlier, let's intentionally start trouble. Right? <laughs> and I, right. I understand how these things become, you know, trigger based. Um, I just always feel like it's just funny. Not not shout out to Chris Cody, just in general. Right, right, right. People that people that are included in these publications are the ones that never have a problem with it, and the ones that aren't are the ones that critique it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's always like. Funny to me because like I know the source and others do battle rap list at the end of the year, and everybody be like, "Well, they're not credible. They're not from our culture. We don't. They don't know what they're talking about." But if they're in them, in those lists, in those awards, then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, well, praise to me." You know what I'm saying? Yes. So we, yes. we need to pick a side. Do we not want to give it life and justice because <laughs> we don't know who's behind the pen on this? Or you know what I'm saying? Even if you are in it, do you just want more clarity? And that's that's totally fair to ask. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with the way like. These public these publications like BT, uh, Vibe Magazine, All Hip Hop, uh, Hip Hop DX, many many more to list. Big 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 mainstream platforms that put a slight spotlight on battle rap. Mm-hmm. People will love that slight spotlight over the big bright light that's constantly happening in the circuits of battle rap media. Right, and, right. That's a fact. That's a fact. Mr. Henny man, he was not lying when he said like. Hey, listen, there's people down here that's written articles about you guys, myself included, Handyman included, London Jen and others. And it hasn't really gotten the love that it's supposed to. And maybe as a whole reading, it's just dead. Um, and I've always used to hear that, like, oh, uh, people won't read in battle rap. People don't really care for it. I'm like, people don't care for it because it's not available. You know, right. what I'm saying? every other industry has staff writers all the time or hired staff writers. Like, why are we acting like we cannot? evolve into that into that realm i've always said it look less bloggers more writers you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying uh l- less bloggers more compilation people 
everybody can't be a star in this game. I'm not saying that we're stars. Anybody right. shouldn't want to be a star. Sometimes I, I love to do all the things that doesn't require me to speak or be on camera. Um, but if there was just an area of people that just want to write about battle rap more often, that's welcomed. For sure. For sure. Like that's, and that's the balance thing. Cause it's also like when you look at the judging, they basically got all media, media kicked off the judging panels in favor of battle rappers. You know, my favorite was like when um, UN5, UN5 was like really telling, right? Because they could not find judges for the life of them. They asked me, they asked a lot of people in media and everybody declined because it was just too short notice. They don't want to go through the stress of it. And then last minute they get Calico, Quest McCody, John John Adon, and Polo is the only media member that's attached. The very first battle of the tournament, Nana and Sheet happens where uh, Nana wins the fanville by, what was it? Like at least an 80-20 split, maybe higher. Yeah. And Polo was the only person that had none none. So he kind of matched with the fans and all the rappers had Sheed. And it caused this huge outroar of like, this is a robbery, this is a robbery. You guys right. are not going to judge. And in my opinion, it's like, no, no. I think everybody is low-key right here and they're judging. The problem is we keep acting like the perspective of a rapper and the perspective of a media member and a consumer don't hold I don't want to say equivalent value, but there's different value. You know what I'm saying? I can right. respect somebody right. that understands the craft more but there is a value in being the person that's not behind the pen because the same way you can appreciate a performance and material being written because you know what it's like to perform and write material it also comes with a jaded view of not knowing like oh hold on this person might not catch us because this is overly layered and not digestible or not you know accessible to some listening ears like there, there is a there is a key balance to it. And I hate when people try to downplay the way others view things because it's like, these are the people that are keeping the lights on. <laughs> these are the people that you're probably seeking the validation from. These are the people that you're actually looking to impress and look, looking to get that dopamine off when you land a reaction from your bars. Their value right. and their input is just as important as the way you view things. Yeah, that's the that's the weird thing because battlers, you're a battler say I don't rap. Well, some battlers will say I don't rap for uh, the, I don't rap for fans. Was like, but when you're on stage and getting the reaction, you like y'all sleep. Well, Pick and choose not- which one is it. But <laughs> <laughs> you were rapping to me. I'm sorry. I I was I was chilling. You said you weren't rapping for me. Okay. Yeah, like which which one do you want? Like which which one do you want? You know, right. and do you want them to go crazy or do you want them to just sit back and listen? If they don't react, they're asleep. If they react too much, this gas. I, I just, I just feel like it's, it's an out every single time yes. <laughs> for somebody. Yeah, to- for sure, for sure. And it's like there's, there's a lot of negativity in the in the quote unquote media space, but there's a lot of p- good people doing good media. Mm. A lot of people doing good media. You know what I'm saying? Um, so throw your support towards them more as opposed to the random YouTube blogger that you just found who has like 12 subscribers. Listen, I. I always tell people, if you could just use the same power to ignore up and coming, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. If you can use the same power to ignore negative bloggers and media, the same way you ignore up and comers in battle rap, you probably oh be in a much more positive space. <laughs> That's a fact though. You That's know? really a fact. These guys are working their ass off to become a professional battle rapper. A lot of talent is being shown. A lot of hunger, passion is being displayed and they will get no spotlight recognition or praise because somebody you know, with big glasses in a borough in New York. It's probably talking about you. Uh, I'm so glad you did that. Let's try it. That's a great, that's a great segue. 
uh, France, you were at the Murder Boot press conference on yeah. Sunday. The lone voice of dissent and um, yeah, kind of the life of it because you made it a lot more fun. Uh, Wasn't my I, intentions. I didn't come there to make a production. I, I just yeah. wanted. I just wanted to be the guy that's, that's honest. That's all. That's I a, right. As somebody who was in the you know in the lab, you you come with you know trying to formulate what kind of questions to ask, how to ask them. You know what I'm saying? I know that you went in there with like two questions to ask. Literally two questions. It's just it turned into a whole thing because it's moot and there was a moment. You were like you said, you were pretty much the lone voice of dissent in the room. Um, but you held it down. Shout out to shout out to Black Comics for holding you down yesterday against uh somebody with big glasses in a in a borough in, in uh New York. Right. And they mouth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out to all of me holding holding it down for you because you did your thing. I was I was how proud of how it went. I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, France, hold it down, France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big shout outs to Black Compass, all of them Tony Bro, Polo, Cola, Jerry's, Posey, all of them. Shout out to all of them because they all really showed an immense amount of support, love, gave me flowers, backed me up. Um, and not just one, not just on the radio show, like on the spaces and messages, they're calling me, they're making more content, they're talking to people. Tony Bro made a tweet about it today. I felt like it was because um, when Mook kind of posed the whole like, you ever cook crack question like it's it was it was kind of funny and laughable at the moment but i felt like for them it like exposed like hold on this isn't really somebody that is cut from our cloth and i always tell people like just because you're not from the streets doesn't mean you weren't born in the ghetto like i don't have to be in a gang mm. or a drug dealer to know have street smarts uh be from the hood be affiliated or know people of that caliber of nature and know how to move like we're all minorities still growing up in New York. Like the the softest version of somebody in New York is still hard somewhere else. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? And plus like, um, I felt like they kind of were taking that opportunity to like, really like dissect my character or pick apart like who, who I am. And when Murder Mook was kind of like, you represent, he just put his hand in the air. He just kind of like waved his hand, like you represent yeah. that shit. Yeah. And when you're saying that, I feel like he was kind of alluding to like, you're those internet fans that say these things about me or that. And that's why I was just like, hold up, man. I, I could be that, but I'm also outside too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've really been in the trenches. I've been at, I've been to Black Star buying DVDs. I've been to these Lion Den events. I've been in, I've tried to get into URL events with, with, with a fake ID when I was too young to get into these events. I've been to Summer Madness one, two, three, four, five. The list goes on. And I've actually been at every single murder move battle with the exception of, of the two on two against twerking and, and T Top. I've been at all his battles live and live in the in, in the flesh. Okay. Right. So if there's anybody that can speak on all these experiences, the growth of things, or at least the art form of it, it would be me. I would hope so. You know what I'm saying? I would I would be alarmed if I've been to this many things and I wouldn't have <laughs> some kind of educated stance on these things. So I felt like they really got a chance to like. They're like, hold on, you know what? This is just what it is. This is just these are just the people that kind of watch battle rap now. And I'm just kind of like, you know, there's probably more people like me than people like you're alluding to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's probably, there's probably way more Francis in the world than people that could crack in the venue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was such a it, it it showed the disconnect and the cognitive dissonance. This like, yo. So do you think that Gotti's Gichi Gotti's fans aren't like street people as well, and, and that's another thing. Like, what exactly? Like, Gotti um, blew up. We, we can. You think regular people can understand Gichi Gotti? Like, what, 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 what street content 
what you rap about that the Geechee also can't relate to it. The same people, the same exact audience wouldn't be able to relate to Geechee too. Right. You know what I'm saying right. like, I, I didn't, and you know, another thing I didn't really understand is like, I'll be, if we're being totally honest, if we're being very, very honest. I think Murder Mook and Loaded Lux appeal way more to battle rap nerds and the street guys. For sure. For sure. It, Cause bro, Mook, this was funny. Like we already know Lux is a go on back on camp and watch the battle person. Right. But Mook is that too. Mook likes to kind of portray that he's not when he's talking. Like, bro, you're a person who like you're all you're a real bar for bar. Go back and watch it again. Listen to what I'm saying, type person, which is the nerdy part of battle rap. It is. You're over there with the pins. You're with the JCs, the Chillers, like all those guys who people y'all made fun of. Who, you know, people made fun of for years for being you know just the nerdy part of battle rap. You're you're kind of a backpack battle rapper. You are. It's. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't i wouldn't call him backpack i would just say that he he's very in tune with being layered or intellectual yeah. Yeah, and all cool. those things require second watches bar breakdowns mm-hmm. people to really focus on the intricacies of what he does and i i genuinely feel like that is what appeals to the air quote battle rap nerd more right. than the street guy you know what right. i'm saying because like they're enjoying how layered you can be with your content and honestly us as fans we've said it like 2006 against Sirius Jones 2008 against Young Hot he was ahead of his time performing to the yeah. camera doing all these skits um and then when he battled Young Hot he stopped doing gun bars that, that's like the first time you've seen like a real like street DVD kind of smack battle where there's no gun bars he right. He told Reed, one round you told the nigga that you sparked a pound. Next round you hawked him down and you hawked him down. Third right. round you killed him in the river and forced him to drown. And if you're doing all this killing, why you ain't in jail right now? So he's kind of like calling out like, Yo, why are we always talking about guns and we're not really killing nobody? Yeah, yeah. Why are we talking about all this stuff and we're not really doing it? I'm not saying right. that he hasn't done it, but I, I, he kind of just matured out of it. Right. I mean, he, so, he even said that like, I don't like doing this. I wanted to grow up and stop doing that type of stuff. Right. So it's like, okay, well, you're on this side now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're over here now, dog. That's where you want to be. That's where you are. Welcome to the pin side. It was the pin side thing. But no, it's um that press conference, watching it gave me zero confidence that anything is gonna change in move style. Like I, I left feeling like, okay. Yeah, this is this is gonna be the same thing just in New York. This is with New York support for a little bit. This is gonna be the same move we've seen pretty much. And he can absolutely get 30 at home badly. I just I just look at it as like do you think the same online fans that you might have a disconnect with aren't the same online fans that you're also wanting support from? Like, you mm, know, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, and I'm just confused. I don't know what he wants. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to even talk about his answers to the question, which was probably the most important that part was the problem. of right. sauce. You know, yeah. I asked him, like, do you, you know, he says battle rap shouldn't be concerned with rocking the crowd. Do you still agree with that? His answer was, yeah, I still agree with that. I don't think rocking the crowd is the right term. And I was just like, like that's not, that's it's not, not good. It's not- <laughs> Very, very bad. But yeah, we did you didn't get to get into that because you know everything went every other direction. But no, like being you're rapping in front of where they at Irving Plaza, um a me- a battle rap mecca, a battle rap staple with large crowds. How many these hold? Two thousand, thousand plus? Right. Uh, at least at least at least at least over twelve. Over twelve hundred. Like you're rapping in front of that many people. The crowd does matter at that point. 
because if if they're not engaged, and most people want to be like, oh, on cam, the crowd's in effect, what you're watching on cam. It, it should to an extent. I've always said it should to an extent because you can see at home whether you're connected, somebody will connect with the crowd. You got to connect with those people in the building, man. If you can't connect with them, people on, you have a few people scrambling on cam. They're like, oh, the crowd just sleeping on the bar, on the bars. That's not the case every time. That's part of battle rap now. I'm sorry. It's a show. Even, I mean, we went to the PIA tour, friends. Both of us went to the PIA tour um, with a shout out to AWAR Loso Street M's. Um, we went to that. That's a spoken word tour. They ain't just standing on stage reading off pieces. And reciting them. There's performance in that. So elements of hip hop have performance in it. That is a part of the game. Period. It's part of engaged, part of keeping people involved. So to dismiss that entirely because you wrote some really dope stuff, that's not what we doing, man. It's not a cipher. It's not a cipher. I just don't see how like battle rap has evolved so much in the last 13 years to the point where it's like you still feel like, oh, well, it's not street enough. Like, what, what exactly is street about going to a venue like Urban Plaza with almost 2,000 <laughs> people? Like, like it, it isn't the wild, wild west anymore. You know what I'm saying? No. It's, a, it's a business. And that's the, that's the other aspect. Like I tweeted today um, in regards to the list. You retweeted it. I said thing that I said, think about being a niche uh, and a niche. Um, what did I say exactly? It was something to, to lose of the fact that we're in a niche market and those fans are always most rabid and protective over it. Right? right. But the thing about being in a niche market is that if you wanted to go mainstream, Certain things got to change. And battle rappers and some fans always talking about getting more coverage and being more mainstream. Well, you know what mainstream for battle rap entails? Rocking crowds with a thousand plus people, selling out venues. Yes, and that street element is going to be gone because we're making real money now. There's real money in the product now. So some of that has to go away. It's just it's a sacrifice you got to make. If you want it to not be that, then, you know, just if you want to make the money you're making that you love and y'all love to rap about so much, um, you know what I'm saying, then then go back to that i guess if you want to do that but you're not going to have both you can't have both here's a great example right and this is why i get a little like upset where the disconnect is so wide like look at rex Mm -hmm. he has a great career in the modern era yeah of course his last maybe three or four years has been hasn't been up to his prime levels way past his prime but let's go back to 2010 he goes over to grind time battles awkwards what did he do the first round he pulls out a Kango, a prop. Rex has never pulled out a prop until <laughs> that moment. Puts right. on a Kango and then raps like awkward. And it's like, it blew the crowd away and it made me realize, oh, Rex understands the demographic of where he's going to. And he did something out of his norm to win a battle. Yeah. And it's like, hold on. Like, I don't feel like Moose understood that yet. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's a level of, there's a level of give and take you got to have. You just have to, if you want, if you really want your performance to be looked at the way you want to look, you want to be looked at, right? Like if you don't want to be online for a week after yelling about people that understand you, you need to do something to make them understand you. Like you remember um, after the Reed battle, when he was arguing with Three Letterman, shout out Three Letterman, he was arguing with him and uh, about not get people not getting his material. And Royce asked him that, how long have you had this problem? And I knew he was getting that. I knew exactly he was getting that. <laughs> he didn't get to go there. But the, the question, what he was really asking is, why do you have such a problem connecting to people? And how long has that been going on? You know, and Mook has not shown a willingness to figure out why that is. He just showed more of a, a lashing out approach that, oh, they just don't want to understand me. It's like, no, people want to understand. People want you to win so badly. People really want you to be good. They do. Um, 
I'm kind of drags into this like minutia and it gets very hysterical about like small details to prove like your lack of reception to his content is somehow your fault. Yes. You know what I'm saying? yes. And I just never understood why it's like, well, look, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Look around you. Everybody feels this way. Right. And you said to yourself, like, you don't want to battle Gotti and everybody. And against Reed, you feel like you were battling the crowd. Like, if there isn't a moment to, like, wake up and be like, hold on, like, like it can't be everybody but me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. At some point, you got to look at Remember when he was battling Reed? And he told Reed, you were betting the smack era. Somebody stopped and screamed out, you too! <laughs> yes. And actually... St- Stopped his round and he got yes. ridic- like he got ridiculed. He got reaction against himself in his own round. Has that ever like, like like you know how hard you have to try to get reaction <laughs> against you in your own round? For real, for real. Like nah, it's it was a it was a real strange moment, but it's it's I don't know. Mook's really it's like he's choosing at this point. He's just choosing to be difficult. Like he he's made a conscious decision to not um, transition. And if that's what he's doing, then hey, I feel like he's aware that he needs to make an adjustment. I just don't know if he's committed to actually what that adjustment entails. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, look, man, you know, we're basketball fans. We're watching Westbrook right now. Westbrook is an all-time great because he's stubborn. And now he's not a great NBA player no more because he's stubborn. And that might be the same thing for Mook. Like he's an yeah. all-time great because he's stubborn. And maybe now he's no longer, you know, that high level of a battle rapper because he's stubborn. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great that's a great way to put it. It's like what works for you works against you at a certain point when you're not ready, when you're not willing to ad- adapt. And look, and I also want to say one thing. I know he's like, oh, uh, I've been in front of crowds. I didn't feel like bursting that bubble in the moment because it's just I don't want to get into that. But I worked in front of the state building in Harlem. The square footage of that building does not allow there to be 700 people outside of a building. <laughs> And if okay. there's 700 people outside of a building on a busy ass street, like the state, like the Adam Powell State Building, yeah, I don't think you, I don't think a battle's happening. You, we can see the footage, we can see the crowd. It's not 700 people. Right, right. That like, was one of the moments where I'm like, I watched that. I don't feel like it was that many, but I wasn't there. I can't say. I, I can't say it. neither. But yeah. like, I just, this, I just, the logist- I you understand there, the logistics I, of it more. You understand yeah. the logistics. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know this. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. But yeah, it's like. That's the kind of the funny thing with move. We can get, I mean, this is kind of diving into the battle, but it's like everyone gets mad when you say, when you take, when you're missing the fact that his best battle was with Smack and no one else there. And like, oh, why is that a problem? Because that's not what battle rap is. It's just not, I'm sorry, it's not. It's, there's more than one person in the room now. It's just, it's what, it's the game, man. I hate to be that guy to like try to like downplay one of his career high performances because I went back to watch that. I watched that battle great. times and I went back to watch it recently. His content in that battle is by far his best. It's really, really, really good. Right. You know and I, I almost feel like it can actually that content with the right delivery can possibly translate well on the stage. It's just when you look at that moment, it's just like, all right, there's no crowd obstacle there. Like that crowd has been removed. That, that's, that's an obstacle that we still have. We still have doubts about you and, and you weren't challenged by it in that moment. And then you took the most crowd oriented battle rapper and put him in the exact opposite <laughs> environment of where he was driving. Right. So like unexpectedly when, at that, cause that wasn't the plan for that battle either. So when he asked me like, you think it will be different on the stage? Like, there's no way I can say that battle will be the exact same on the stage. There's absolutely no way. No. There's absolutely no way. No. You know what I'm saying? And we know for a fact that sometimes you can have the exact same raps 
and things not turn out the exact same way. Like it's it's a very positive right. outcome. I mean, how many rounds, Frank, sound good when people wrap them to their friends when it's just them, and then they get we get up, we hear it on stage, and it doesn't translate. That's that's battle's living an example of that, like a living example of that. There are elements you don't have to deal with. You move just got to rap. And it was great with him just getting to rap. There's not many people who are in a room we just got to rap who are going to do that better than him. But we're not there anymore. He needs to, for him to properly transition, for this to not be a New York debacle, he's got to accept that fact. He has to. And like I said, it does seem like he wants to. He did say in the press conference, yeah, I, li- I need this. He said that in the conversation. He said, I need this. Now, that could be I need this so I can see what I need to do differently. Or that could be I need this because I want to be motivated more with motivation is cool but if you're not changing anything motivation not gonna mean anything for you but like he did seem at least he was listening somewhat it seemed like that we can take that away maybe he listens maybe he goes home like maybe in the moment he's mad he goes on things about it for a second and then changes something and say oh friends this for you and then and then suddenly we get a new murder move <laughs> hey you know one of the most stubborn people cassidy who lowest of keys doesn't like to admit that he needed to make adjustments or change what he does. He likes to downplay his previous performance. Like, oh, I wasn't even out of 10. I was like, out of, I was out of five in that battle. Now I'm at a seven. So it's like, all right, so you level, you turned it up. All right, whatever. Right. But even him against Hitman Holly, you see that he made the adjustment. There's no way he walked out that Arsenal battle and genuinely felt like he had a good performance. Maybe the goods battle, he might've felt that way. His first right. round obviously had that reception and mm-hmm. his third round, obviously, his fan base overshadowed the battle rap fan base, especially on the YouTube comments. So he might have actually believed so, but there's no way the Arsenal battle he felt like it deep in his heart, he felt like, damn, that wasn't my best showing there. And he made the adjustment in the Hitman battle. Right, right. And the thing with Cassie, even in the Arsenal battle, like he tried to add some performance element, they were just cringy. But he yeah, tried he stuff. did. Like he, he, tried he actually stuff. tried to do something different. <laughs> He's attempted adjustments. They just don't work. But at least you see the attempt there. And it's like, okay, so you know, so you know you're not perfect. No matter what you say, you know there are things you need to do differently. You know, that's that's the key. And honestly, because of the fact that people do support Mook and one move to win, if Mook makes the slightest adjustment, it's gonna mean the world. It really is. In the moment, it's gonna mean a lot. Did we talk about the, the sorcery, man? The illusion, he created the illusion of almost victory. He can. It's an unfortunate thing that the expectation curve is a real thing in battle rap. It's even more unfortunate that our all-time greats and legends have this big curve sometimes. But it would take a conscious effort for him to replicate his reader iron performance. It would take like, like you have to really try to be at that level again. So can he be better than that? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not the bar is low. The bar is definitely low for him. He doesn't have to do too, too much. He doesn't have to do too, too much, but he's just gotta do it. Just at least do it for your sake because i'm i'm willing to laugh at new york losing in new york um i got a tweet ready for it already in my mind so like don't let me have to send it off i don't want to i don't want to send it off but i will i will push the button but i want to push the button and the yankees lost the nets looking like a mess the knicks are the knicks i mean it's like uh, but just because i'm from here don't act like i'm not i'm not all the way pro new york in a lot of things just because i'm from here okay no i'm saying i'm saying like for the for the general new york like i don't want to do it I don't want to do it to you. I don't want to do it. I don't want. I don't want to send the tweet off that I got ready for you. I don't. It's in the drafts already. In my, it's in my mental drafts. It ain't makes it the real drafts yet. I might hit the schedule tweet button and just have it drop. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! But I think that covers that pretty much covers everything, right? Uh, before we get out of here, can we do? Can we hit on two quick topics? Yes. 
Can we talk about Ace Amin's drop versus Elijah Street? Have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet. I, I literally woke up to do this with, with the bomb on him. Oh, man. Uh, Elijah, at one point in his round, actually uh, confessed. That he's like, eh, it's kind of sound like Nitty. <laughs> 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 you, don't, you don't say no um, that's funny. and he was stumbling through he couldn't get through a clean i wonder how, how much time they had to prep it's only a one-round battle so probably oh okay maybe less than two weeks but yeah. um let me play this little clip for you for ace real quick they give me the bag and i believe in muhammad that is literally a prophet to come after christ get back tonight get back tonight i can't be through this he might not be on drugs but he's a bitch alp keep some bricks i'll pull up while you're getting baptized and stop your bubble you can keep the bricks and leave him with the leaves and shit if he outside leave him outside he gonna reek your piss niggas get outclassed won't never get to see a ditch his holy spirit flying all around him i don't even believe in this grab split that was that was awesome ace back ace, ace yeah ace is back man you know uh ace knocking off the rust he had only one round battle with big t and a couple battles over at osbl um yeah. and he's back on the league and this was a good like battle to knock off the rust get ready for a nice ramp up um sorry elijah sorry it had to be you ace collects his ninth app win he's actually very close to being the top 10 app battle he got nine app wins he got nine app wins That's crazy right same more than very Any battles you like to see Ace in, in the near future? Uh, I would still like if if he this man you know likes the battle rap. I like to see Ace and B dot. Uh, if that man would like to return to battle rap at any point, um, they had like, like a, they had like a good little promo that started really good did. and then it got really weird. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It got yeah. strange randomly, but yeah, I still like to see that. Um, Ace and Chess obviously is always one that's been in the tuck for a couple years, so it, you know if we can run that, let that battle go down now. Um. Yeah, I just want to see Ace. I really want to see Ace get on a run so we can get. I can start. We start advocating for him getting more of those big names, you know. Because him and Calico is a great battle on paper. The last, the last topic I want to touch on. I know we kind of talked about it in the space when we broke the news. We haven't got a chance to pod about it. Uh, we broke the announcement that Sang signed the deal with URL, an exclusivity deal. Yeah. So he's over there now. Uh, well, I don't want to say welcome home, but welcome to where everybody wants you to be. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. What was what was overall your thoughts of saying on on the league now? It was the right move, and it's not like shot at KOCD, but he's literally done everything you can do at KOCD except for win the chain, and he went for the chain and got as close as you can you can get to it, and then get it. Uh-huh. You know, um, yeah, those first two rounds, man. Yeah, there's a case for him. This is a strong case for him. You know, he went for it. He got as close as you can get to getting it. There are really no matchups for him because he ran through the tournament, which took a lot of battles he could have had away from him. Run through that tournament over there, you know. Um, he was in that term. He was even in the season, which didn't go as well. But you know, he said he already has title shot locked up. So why, you know, why am I going to do this whole season? I already got title shot ready for me. You know, yeah, Saint had a real interesting trajectory because, like, obviously we all remember the Gichi Gotti battle, and he was talented, but obviously got smoked in that battle. Yeah, um, and it almost like became like this giant stand for a while that he had to work his way back up. He was doing a lot of battles again, consistent, but wasn't really getting that look. So he was on town business against Gray Fox, against B Magic, and then like mm-hmm. really took off, and everybody's like has him on his radar. Then he goes on his Grand Prix run. Uh, the first three battles in the Grand Prix, you know, solid battles. You know what I'm saying? But his last two battles that were really defining, where he beats Disaster and beats Marv One as an underdog to both. You beat two. You beat two uh, top fifty battle rappers right. back to back. <laughs> 
in judge yeah. victories during right. the same time where you're parallel to all these guys from the UM1 class. And people, I, I remember you and I were like, you know, saying it's just as good as these guys. And everybody, right. like, oh, no, they're not. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. We just see all these guys in the judge tournament. I'm not confident these guys beat Marv one disaster back to back in the judge. Nah. Facts. Yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. Like, yo, he's done things that these guys haven't done yet. This is what it is. And I think this is the perfect place for him. It's a lot of battles out there for him. You know, him and Logic Straight had it back and forth, uh, what, earlier this year. Yeah. To line that up. Um, bigger, bigger name, small. He's got a nice little state of battles he could have over here. And I think this, this is where it should be now. This, you know, it's time. It's not always about um, a league. It's more about where your matchup is going to be at right now. And there's just nothing left for him to do over there. Where's your motivation come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, be, beating Marv one disaster and having a great battle with Real Deal, like a great, great battle with Real Deal, um, who's a great, who's a, who is already being all time great. Um, hey, he's done. He's done a lot. He's gonna come over here and prove himself. I think. I think it'll be fine. I think it's good. Yeah, man. I'm I'm hard pressed to believe that a guy that you know beat disaster, beat Marv one, um, went toe to toe with Real Deal. And obviously beat the Ultimate Madness Four champion, Obliterator. Actually, he did. I have a tough time believing that somebody like that is going to have any trouble on the league. Like he, uh, when he when he called out JC Nitty and, and Danny, I was like, oh, so, so, yeah. I was like, partner, <laughs> you want the top three guys on the app? But to be fair, I've been calling him out for years and two of them from the West that would obviously give him the shot and the look. Right. Um, I want to see him work his way up there, there a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I would I would hate for you to come into URL and off rip. 0-2, 0-3. You know, I want to see him work his way up there. Yeah, I agree. You got to establish. You need to establish a base, a base with the fans over here before you just jump out the window right. into the nitties and the dandies. Because the West Coast uh, love can only carry you so far. Plus, the West Coast brotherhood can yeah, carry you so far. You rack up a few wins over here. You create the whole like, okay, you know, maybe like there's people that still doubt him and be like, oh, maybe he is good. And when you beat that one person that people probably aren't expecting, like I, I think Sink beat a lot of the people that would consider established mid tiers on URL. Anybody mm-hmm. could be anybody over there, right? Uh, right. If you get those wins, then people kind of like, you know what, you won me over, even though there's, there's, I think there's no reason to doubt him whatsoever. Thanks. You know what I mean? And and when Elijah straight and him had that back and forth, like uh, Elijah, like respectfully, bro, like you're nowhere near as decorated as this guy. Nah, yeah, like, yeah. At that time, it felt like eh, I don't know about that one, Elijah. I still don't. I still don't know at, about that one. At, at the time, there wasn't enough people standing up for King of the Dot. You know what I'm right. saying? And right. I, I want people to remember that's the second highest league available. And being somebody that's fresh out the Crucibles, uh, uh, you know, it's slightly getting a rotation on Survivor Series. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but when you're a guy on the second highest league battling all-time greats and beating them, like it just it, it doesn't compare. Facts, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't, man. Saints, I think Saints gonna be just fine. The transition, it's all gonna be about matchups, what matchups it takes, and the timing of them. Because there's not too many battles you say, "Oh, I got Saint versus such and such." I'm not gonna be mad at it. Um, I don't think you can look at the UM four class and see that class and think Saint can't compete with those guys. Are you somehow below those guys? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Like, Saint is above the UM4 guys. Right. Um, Saint is right there with the UM1 guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Saint and Kid Chaos battled, like, I, I think Kid Chaos would probably get the win, but... It's a good battle. Saint could definitely beat Chaos. Saint could be yeah. sick. Saint could be a lot of these guys. For sure. For sure. Like, Saint, I think people are going to be pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised by how good he does, because you know how the people are. All right, man. Let's wrap this up, man. I got a yeah. man going crazy here. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, 
that's about it, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. This was a little quick pod, you know what I'm saying? I gotta go to work. Uh, you gotta go take care of Jax. We lose his mind. Hey, uh, shameless plug if you made it all the way to the end um we got twitter spaces all weekend long for all the up and coming events we got a blood sweat and tear space thursday we got a final exam space on friday a chrome 23 prediction space saturday so pull on up we'll be covering all of the festivities this weekend you know how we do facts facts and check out all the pods on this podcast feed too make sure you know check out that mike p interview it's dope it's a dope listen you know uh, i'm saying getting definitely we got to spend the block on both of these because uh, it was a crazy yeah. Facts, facts, facts. So with that, appreciate y'all, man, and we out.